Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 18 on how Abraham was being tested by God to keep the covenant of circumcision for his 500 servants, his son, and himself. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org or on iTunes by searching for the Friendship with God podcast. Now, we've got some exciting news to share with you. Tom Cantor, the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries, is sending out missionaries to go door-to-door again this year for the fourth year in a row. Missionaries are going to be sent out to the Jewish people this summer. Now, would you like to support a Jewish missionary who's going to go out and bring the gospel to the Jew first this summer? Now, your one-time donation or monthly support will help one of God's lost Jewish brethren to receive the gospel into their hands or as the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, the past three summers, we've reached almost a million lost Jewish people each summer. Millions and millions of lost Jewish people have been reached with the gospel in these outreaches each summer. Now, last year, for example, we went to 18 different Jewish cities. Now, we've brought them Jewish-based gospel materials to help them answer their questions that they have. Tom Cantor has a wonderful book called Frequently Asked Questions by Jewish People, and this book is put into their hands so that they can have their questions answered about who God is and who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Now, many of these Jewish people that are reached are Orthodox, Hasidic, Reformed, or religious Jewish people that are afraid to receive materials in public, so we take them door-to-door to them and hand them to them directly. Surprisingly and prayerfully and thankfully, many of them receive them extremely well when we bring them to their door. And many call us with questions behind their door after receiving those materials. And many do receive the Lord Jesus Christ. They begin discipleship. And many come to church to start worshiping eventually after being worked with. Now, God's lost chosen nation of people can be reached. Will you pray for our 12-week campaign that starts today? And will you help us reach God's lost brethren, the Lord Jesus Christ's lost brethren, by supporting a Jewish missionary the next 12 weeks? You can donate monthly or one time, and you can do so by going online to friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org, and you can help support the gospel going to a lost Jewish person. Or you can call us directly now or after the program at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Here's Tom Cantor with today's teaching program from Genesis. Well, if you want to turn your Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter 17, because we're going to be starting um, in, uh, in verse uh, 22, and um, well, that's where we're going to start, even though there's no paragraph marker on my Bible at 22, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So, okay, Genesis 17, 22, that's where we are. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. What a wonderful word you've given to us, Lord. A word to to teach us and to guide us. And a word, Lord, that tells us what we're to do and helps us to do it, Lord. And such an encouragement this morning, Lord. Encourage our hearts as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 17, 22. Okay, here we go. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the self-same day as God had said unto him. And Abraham was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised 
in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house, bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that you shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened of the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and young and gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it, and he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Well, you know. All right, so here we go. So now, in our last study, you remember how we saw how verse 22 of chapter 17 was really a division, in it. everything broke with these words in verse 22, and he left off talking with him, and God went up with, from Abraham. So chapter 17, you remember, started in verse 1, where God appeared to Abraham. And it says there in verse 1, when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram. And God appeared to Abraham for the purpose of revealing himself to Abraham. And what he wanted to do was to reveal first this personal covenant that God was making with Abraham. So we saw in verse 4, you remember, how this covenant involved Abraham becoming the father of many nations. And that was so monumental that in verse 4, we read, And as for me, behold, my covenant was with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. That was so monumental that in verse 5, we saw how it warranted for God to change Abram's name to Abraham, which means the father of a multitude. But neither shall thy name be any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham for a father of many nations have I made thee. Then we saw in verse 9 how God commanded Abraham to keep his covenant. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee and their generations. And Abraham wondered when he first heard that, what was the covenant that, that he was to keep? In other words, God says, you've got to keep my covenant. So Abraham is standing there ready. Okay, so tell me, what's the covenant? And so in verse 10... God went on to explain to Abraham exactly what the covenant was that he was to keep. He said in verse 10, This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. That's the covenant. Now, keeping, now, you know, we read this and we say, Yeah, right, circumcised, okay, that's the practice. But just keep this in mind that when God told this to Abraham, circumcision had never been practiced before. No one knew exactly what was going to happen when you cut off that part of the body. And the person going to bleed to death? After all, Zipporah called it bloody. And, and I want you to picture Abraham 
as he hears this from God for the first time, God is calling him to cut off this part of the body. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, I want you to just think about it like you were there and you were hearing it for the first time and it's never been done before. And it's hard for us to think that way because it's so commonly practiced today. But just pretend, you know, for a moment that you're like Abraham. You've never heard of circumcision before. You never, you never, it sounds outrageous. And you would say, you know, you're Abraham and he's, he's a circumcised. And you would say to God, you want me to do what? You know, I mean, you know, say, what are you talking about? You'd say to God, right? There's, there's no obvious health issue involved here. It's not like it's an appendix that's ready to break, you know, or has broken. And you're going to die unless it's removed. I mean, Abraham could have laughed at that. He could have very well laughed and says, you want me to do what? What exactly are you talking about? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. There's no way that I would even consider to do something so foolish as that. You know, no one's ever done that before. And I'm not about to be the first one to do something like that. And Abraham, he could have said, you know, he could, Abraham could have taken the position of the German courts today, of the European courts today, like we mentioned last week. You know, it's, Abraham could say, oh, that's, that's maiming the body. That's defacing the body. There's no way. But you know, what's interesting here is that Abraham didn't say that, and that says a lot about Abraham. Because it says a lot about who the father is, Abraham, that the father of many nations, that we are called to follow. But that was a test for Abraham. I mean, what, was Abraham going to obey God by doing something that appeared absolutely outlandish, foolish? Abraham was being asked to, to circumcise is very much like a person being asked to respond to the preaching of the gospel. Because, you know, when a lost person, he, he hears someone like Billy Graham preach the gospel, and he hears this invitation that he's supposed to get up out of his seat, and he's supposed to walk forward and come forward, and that person has a choice. And he can sit there and he can get all indignant about him in himself and say, that's foolish. That's outlandish. I'm not about to make a fool out of myself and get up in front of all these people. I'm not going to do that. Or he can be like Abraham. And Abraham, he can be like Abraham. He said, foolish or not, it doesn't matter how foolish I might look to other people. God's called you to do it. I'm going to respond, cost what it will. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. And then in verse 21 of 1 Corinthians 1, it says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And when the world around Abraham heard about circumcision for the first time, they said, foolishness, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. For circumcision is to them that perish foolishness. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It pleased God by the foolishness of circumcision to save them that believe. 
So these words start out, verse 10 here, where, where God says, this is my covenant which you shall keep. It didn't end with that verse. Verse 10 is not the end of it. Because it goes on, every man-child among you shall be circumcised. And verse 10 was not the end of what Abraham was to do as far as his part, because he said, this is my covenant which you shall keep, Abraham. So Abraham is like, okay, I got my notepad out. What am I supposed to do? It was not only that every man-child among you shall be circumcised. We saw that there was, there's also a verse 11 that goes part of it. Verse 11 is also part of the, this is my covenant which you shall keep. And verse 11 is more details about the covenant that Abraham was going to commanded to keep. And verse 11 says, And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Now that little word, ye, was very important for Abraham. <laughs> ye shall circumcise the flesh in your foreskin. And so God was calling Abraham to circumcise himself. Now, you know, there's a certain big person in our congregation who's not here right now, whose Jewish doctor, Dr. Schwartz, thought to himself when he had a son, this person had a son, and he brought him to be circumcised, and this Jewish doctor thought to himself, well, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. And so that doctor gave to this certain person in our group, the scalpel <laughs> invited him to circumcise his son, after which that certain person proceeded to pass out. So <laughs> we can imagine, when we look at this, of how Abraham thought to himself, you know, God says, you're going to circumcise yourself. And Abraham says to himself, you know, I can do this, one, two, three, you know. One, hold my breath, <laughs> two, stroke the knife, and three, someone catch me, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> But that was God's call. That was God's call for Abraham to circumcise himself and his son and all the males of his household, all 500 to 600 of them in one day. And like I told you, even Grossmont Hospital wouldn't try something like that. And this call for Abraham to circumcise his son and all the men in his household and himself was a great test for Abraham. It's a big, huge test. This is not untypical for, for Abraham's life with God. When you really look, stand back and you look at Abraham's life with God, this was just another one. Abraham was constantly being tested by God. He was constantly being tried by God. God was constantly asking Abraham to do the outlandish, the illogical, the, 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 the foolish, the very difficult like leave your country, leave your friends, leave your family in Ur of the Chaldees. Go to a place that I'll tell you about later. <laughs> That's Abraham. Who early He heard God say that in Genesis 12.1. Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred, from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And like believing God that Abraham was called to do. Now he said, I'm going to give you a son. Like, we're right here. Like 99 years old. Your wife is 90. I'm going to give you a son. And like sacrifice that only son that comes on Mount Moriah. This is Abraham, who later heard God say in Genesis 22, 22 verse 2. And he said, when God said, and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, 
Get thee unto the land of Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains I'll tell you about later. <laughs> By the way, that verse, Genesis 22-2, God called Abraham, God called Isaac, rather. God called Isaac, Abraham's son, Abraham's only son. God saw Abraham as having only one son, Isaac. God never saw Abraham as having two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. <clears throat> so, but anyway, Abraham was willing to offer up his son. And so being asked to circumcise his son, his household, all five, six hundred of them, and himself was just another one of the tests in the life of Abraham. And when the question was, was Abraham willing to obey God? In every way, at any place, at any time, at any cost. That's what always was in front of Abraham. And so we saw in verses 15 through 16 that then God said, God muttered for the promise, you know, I'm going to give you a son. Sarah's going to have a promised seed. And verse, verse 18, we saw that Abraham engaged in replacement theology. <laughs> he tried to get Ishmael to replace Isaac. But in verse 19, 21, God said, no, have nothing to do with it. Isaac's the promised seed, not Ishmael. And that brings us now to verse 22, which is the great break in this chapter where he left off talking with him. God left off talking with Abraham. God went up from Abraham. Abraham's standing there alone. God's gone. So with verse 22, where it says, and he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham, Abraham is like standing there alone, and the ball's in his court at this point. You know, this verse 22 is very important where it says, and he left off talking with him and God went up from Abraham because Abraham is standing there alone and his future with God is on the line. His future with God is on the line. Verse 22 is very important where it says he left off talking with him and God went up from Abraham because Abraham is standing there alone with the big question before him, am I going to obey God? Am I going to keep his covenant or not? And with verse 22, he left off talking with him and God went up from Abraham. The spotlight has changed from God to Abraham. And it's all a question, what's Abraham going to do? So, from what Abraham does in the last five verses of this chapter, we see clearly brought out to us the attitude of, of Abraham that made Abraham who he was, the man we are to follow as his children. What we're going to see in these last five verses, what we have seen is we see clearly the character of Abraham that made Abraham who he was, the man who we're to follow as his children. See, so in these last five verses, we're going to see the personality of Abraham that made Abraham who he was, the man we're to follow as his children. These last first five verses, we just sum it up and just say it this way. The per, what we see in these last first five verses is the person of Abraham that made Abraham who he was, the person we are to follow as his children. And what it says, what it says all about who Abraham was is all encapsulated in the verse 23, where it says, And Abraham took Ishmael his son. Here's these words that just really bring Abraham out. The first word is the word took. Abraham hears this, and he takes. I don't know what that means, if Ishmael was not willing or not, but it just says it. Abraham took Ishmael, that first word, took. The second word, and all, and all that were born in his house. And the next one, and all that were bought with his money. And the next one's, 
every male, nobody escaped, among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised them, circumcised the flesh of their foreskin, in the selfsame day, we talked about it, as God had said unto him. See, these are the words, these words in verse 22, they're the words that paint the picture of who Abraham was. These words took, he took Ishmael and all, born in his house, and all, bought with his money, every male among the men, circumcised the flesh and their foreskin in the selfsame day. Those are the words in verse 23 that set Abraham apart as the man God tells us, you'd be like him, you're children of Abraham. A 99-year-old man who believes God, he believes he believes that to obey God, that he will be given the strength to do all things, including this task. A 99-year-old man who steps out to obey God and is miraculously strengthened in one day to take his own son and circumcise him, then go on to take 500 to 600 men and circumcise them. And then having seen the trauma of it all, to then this 99-year-old man goes and circumcises himself, and he does it all in one day. Now, how would you describe that? (laughs) Was it painful? Understatement. Was it debilitating? Well, let's just just put it this way. In Joshua 5, there is a history of, of the Jewish people that didn't circumcise, and then they were at Gilgal, and they, they were all circumcised there. And the description is very interesting. It says in Joshua 5, 8, And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp, and it says, till they were whole. Okay, so what does that mean? That means circumcision makes a person not whole. <laughs> and it, did Abraham, did he love his son Ishmael? He loved his son Ishmael. We saw that in verse 18. Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael may live before thee. He had a heart for Ishmael. He loved Ishmael. Was it hard for Abraham to hurt his son Ishmael with this circumcision? Of course it was. Of course it was. Wouldn't it have been easier for Abraham to have said to one of his servants, You do it. Of course it would have been. But God called Abraham the father, to do this to his son. And the Bible says that God the father hurt God the son for our redemption. In Isaiah 53.10, where it says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering to sin, he shall see his seed, it shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Was it hard for God the Father to hurt God the Son for our redemption? Of course it was. But Isaiah 53 says that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. But God the Father was willing, not only willing, he was pleased to bruise the Son, so willing to put him to grief. Why? So that he could open heaven's door to us. To enable, until, unless that happened, the, the enablement wouldn't have happened. What enablement? The enablement in the rest of Isaiah 53.10. Thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. You and I never would be able 
would have been able to make the soul of the Lord Jesus Christ our offering for sin unless God the Father was willing to hurt him, was willing to bruise him, was willing to put him to grief. And God the Father never would have been able to look at believers and see his seed. He never would have been able to look at, or he never would have been able to look at believers and prolong their days, give them eternal life, if God the Father was not willing to hurt God the Son, bruise him and put him to grief. And in order to paint this picture for Abraham to understand what God the Father did to God the Son when he used the word gave in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, for God so loved the world that he gave him to be hurt so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In order for that picture to be painted, God called Abraham to hurt his son Ishmael in the circumcision. And later, God is going to call Abraham to hurt his son Isaac by offering him as a burnt offering. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program today. Are you interested in learning more about the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future? Tom Cantor's written a book on the life of Joseph. It's entitled Understanding the Jewish Messiah and the History and Future of the Jewish People Through the Life of Joseph. It's our resource of the month for a donation of $20 or more. You can call us and receive it 1-800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Again, a donation of $20 or more, 800 800- 247-3051. Get the life of Joseph or go to friendshipwithgod.org or again 1-800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051.